Welcome back to NL Newsday. Jeff Andreas here. Hope everyone's having a lovely first Monday of November. Now, it is, of course, Monday, the first day of the week. So that means it's time now to welcome in my usual Monday guest, Acumen Laws, Kyla Lee. Kyla, how are you doing here today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks, as always, for the time. Now, of course, Halloween, that was Saturday. That was the big talking point for everybody over the course of this last little while. We know typically, you know, crime does seem to go up a little bit on on Halloween night. And part of the reason is because so many people are out partying and, and dressing up and not necessarily being able to identify themselves readily. But let's get into the issue of crowds, because that was kind of the big story coming out of Vancouver on the weekend. So COVID-19 not stopping people from flooding the Granville Entertainment District uh, to celebrate Halloween night, which, you know, not surprisingly proved to be a very busy night for Vancouver police. The huge crowds came despite warnings from health authorities that parties should be kept small to prevent transmission of the novel coronavirus. And the Vancouver Police Department does say that extra officers were deployed to the area for Halloween night, but additional resources had to be called from around the city when the number of Partiers grew larger than expected with pandemic restrictions. All that being said, doesn't sound like a whole lot was done in terms of trying to disperse these crowds. Police said they arrested several individuals for minor offenses, but it was felt it was probably inappropriate to try to physically disperse the alcohol-fueled crowd or issue tickets. So, Kyla, with all that being said, I'll start with this, and we'll kind of get into some other issues first, uh, but I wanted to start with just... Your initial reaction to seeing those crowds, despite the fact that we have these health warnings, is pretty well known. COVID-19 is an issue, and yet we're continuing to see nights such as these where people don't seem to care about COVID-19 and just get into these large, huge crowds. I mean, I was incredibly angry to see the footage coming out of the Granville Entertainment District, to see the crowds of people, the, you know, social media posts that people were making while they were down there. It just shows a complete and utter disregard for everybody else around you and everybody that all of those people and you have contact with. It it was abhorrent. And... I mean, when we're talking about an issue like this, right, this isn't something where police should be going down and and arresting a whole bunch of people. That's not really going to have the desired outcome, right? But they should be out there being able to do something to try to help disperse the crowds in some way. And this goes back to the issue of uh, the phrase that I don't really like the phrase, but defund the police, right? Because it's not about um, police doing police work. It's that you know, we should be having other people being able to attend these types of events. It's not necessarily something that is is a police issue when we're just talking about crowd control here. Do you see this as being something that should be handled by someone who's not necessarily a uniformed officer? Yes, we should. You know, at this point, it's been long enough that we've had social distancing in this province and we've had problems with people keeping social distancing, especially during big holidays or events that we should be having some people whose job it is specifically to ensure that people are maintaining a distance, that there's not too many people gathered in an area at once, and to enforce those guidelines and restrictions that doesn't involve using the police. Because then the police don't get to deal with the priorities that they do get to have. And the Vancouver Police Department released a statement, even emphasizing some of the things that they had to deal with that night, including 
a, um, a stabbing in the downtown east side, a vehicle fire that was suspected to be an arson, um, a violent assault in the downtown east side. And police officers, that's the type of thing that police need to be investigating. Violent crime is why we have police officers. We shouldn't be using them to socially distance, but we also shouldn't be saying, now you have to choose between investigating violent crime and property crime and dealing with a problem of a growing pandemic that is getting out of control in this province again. And and we've talked about this many a time, but, you know, getting people tickets or issuing fines or, or making arrests, that doesn't have the desired effect, right, in these types of situations. It just It just doesn't. It doesn't. It's not going to discourage these people, especially because, you know, they're going to the Granville Entertainment District, although they're not going to nightclubs because all the nightclubs are closed. So they're saving money and they can allocate a couple hundred bucks towards a ticket if they were to get a ticket for not following particular restrictions. Um, What we need is people to explain to them the risk that they're taking by being there and encourage them to leave the area rather than just punishing them for being in the area. Yeah, and I wonder, too, if maybe this should have been anticipated in some way a little bit more so than it maybe was so that uh, proper steps could have been taken ahead of time to issue some some types of protocols, whether that be, I don't really have examples off the top of my head, but whenever you go to, like, parks and stuff these days, right, a lot of places have those circles in the grass to say this is kind of your spot to sit, so you make sure you're socially distanced from other people. I wonder if something like that could have been expected to uh, have a desired impact on a night like this. Um But, yeah, I mean, this goes... Sorry, go ahead. There could have been lots of things that they could have done. You know, back before the pandemic in in the Lower Mainland, when there are special events like BC Lions games or Whitecaps games, there are special constables who are not proper police officers, but who just deal with crowd control. Why special constables aren't being used, who can't do any of the regular police work, to police crowds on big event days when we know that this is going to happen because we saw what happened at Thanksgiving, we saw what happened at Easter, we saw what happened on Canada Day, we know it's going to happen on Halloween despite all of us pleading for people not to. You know, we can use resources that exist that don't take away from the police's ability to do proper police work. Yeah, I, I think that makes a whole lot of sense, and I, I I hope we start to see some some shift in that direction because, like you said off the top, police should be out dealing with police issues, not necessarily dealing with large crowds that, uh, at the end of the day, aren't necessarily having a, a huge impact on on crime, but they are you know in a place where they probably shouldn't be congregating. And of course, what we saw on Saturday night was just far too many people in one area. I'm here with uh, Acumen Laws, Kyla Lee. All right, uh, shifting gears here a, a little bit, sticking with the. Uh, theme of Halloween night, because obviously a busy night for a lot of people. RCMP in Kelowna are dealing with a serious assault and a bloody crime scene near a fitness center there that occurred, like I said, on Saturday night. Extensive blood splatter was seen on the concrete of the BC Transit Loop near the HTO Adventure and Fitness Center, uh, for those who are aware of, of where that is in Kelowna. Now, Police aren't saying a whole lot about this scene. Obviously, it's something that's in a bit of a prominent area, and it's something that probably has a lot of people looking and talking and wondering what the heck happened, but police not saying a whole lot about this investigation at this point in time. Kyla, how frustrating is it, you know, that we can't even seem to get the the barest of details on, on incidents like these sometimes? It's incredibly frustrating, especially because when we can't get even the most basic details, nobody has an idea if they live in the area or if they work in the area or if they frequent the area in their daily business, whether going there is going to put them at any type of risk. 
risk, whether there's a general risk to the public about some violent person who's out um, and hasn't been apprehended by police. It's frustrating for um, people, members of the community who have an interest in knowing what happens with violent crime and and assaults that take place in the community. And, And the public does deserve answers in situations like this, at least to give them some reassurance that they're not at any risk and that the situation is being handled by police. Do you think when police are unwilling to provide information sometimes, and and especially when we're talking about violent incidents such as this, which it appears to be a very uh, violent assault that did take place, that it does, you know, make things almost worse? Like, it it probably heightens people's sense of of concern if they're not getting told what the actual story is and their imagination is going to start to run rampant. It does make people feel a lot more fear, especially at a gruesome crime scene like this, where the you know there's blood spatter on a public street, there's there's visible bloody handprints on a on a residence. Um, that type of stuff is the type of thing that's just generally makes people fearful, and to not know that somebody's been arrested or that nobody's at risk, that this was a domestic dispute, or or just have a, a basic answer so that they can understand that they're safe and that the police are protecting their safety. I think it's it's not fair to the community because we already have enough stress and anxiety right now. We don't need more with these unanswered questions. I guess what is the responsibility of police to be informing the public about what's going on? Like, obviously, I'm here in the media and, and sort of where I guess that middle point, right? The police should be letting us know what's going on so we can tell others what the situation looks like. But a lot of times it can be like pulling teeth to get some small, subtle details that really at the end of the day don't seem overly significant, but are prudent and important to being able to tell the story. You know, should police feel a a big responsibility to the public? They're there to serve and protect. Well, you know, maybe serve us with a little information once in a while. The police do have an obligation legally to the public to warn them if there is any any risk to the public. But we know that that often doesn't happen. I mean, the situation that happened um, on the East Coast uh, earlier this year is a good example of that. Or even last summer um, with the uh, with the two teenage serial killers. Like we've had situations where the police have failed in their duty to warn. It's happened a lot across this country, Um, and it's often as a result of police wanting to protect details of an investigation under the guise of using that information to apprehend a person. But as long as the public's at risk, legally speaking, they should be advising the public of what the risk is and how they can handle it. Do you think that excuse maybe gets used a little too frequently that we won't comment on an ongoing investigation? And, and, you know, a lot of times I feel like, okay, I'm not looking for you to tell the whole story. I'm not looking to get you on the record about certain things. But, you know, maybe just let me know what's happening so that I can be aware and I can let people know that, you know, it's not something that everyone needs to be concerned about. Well, exactly. In a situation like this, you know, even just a statement is as as uninteresting as we have a suspect in custody or we've identified a suspect or we've identified that this was a private incident and there's no ongoing risk to the public. It reveals no information that could compromise the investigation, but at the same time, it puts the public at ease and it gives something that the reporters and the media can print and talk about to get that information out to people so that nobody's concerned anymore. Yeah, and then the rumors can uh, stop a little bit as well because that's always an issue when we don't have the right information then people start to make stuff up and that's not us not me here in the media but people do it on the in public so anyways yeah. <laughs> uh, i think that's about all kyla really appreciate the time as always you know always providing good stuff good information good insight so thank you so much hope you had a good halloween and you know you weren't stuck in any large crowds or uh 
you know, are too worried about any major incidents near your place. But uh, thanks for the time today. Thank you for having me.